Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. So excited you're back at this Hopecast. We have a new special guest with us, Laura Jennings Estevez. She's going to share with us her story with Equal Sage here in Ecuador. So let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. This is Cameron Graham Vivanco. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. Welcome back to our 29th episode Ooh. of A Hope Cast. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And as I said, my name is Cameron, and I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. And we are headed into summer. You have in, you have an intern coming. One. We have one intern coming. It's coming, yes. but that will be a, that will be another episode as we talk about summer. Today uh-huh. we have another special guest. We're very happy to have someone who has seen Equals H grow from the I would say from the very, very beginning. Very, yeah, right. And is now um, one of our, our ministry partners here, Jorge Luis. She has a great perspective of everything that has um, been going on since the beginning, as you said, with the program. But she's also here with a very specific purpose, and it's um, it would be great for us to hear all the stories and all the perspectives that you can share with us. And so, yes, and and it's Laura Jennings Esteves. And I, I want I wanted to welcome you, Laura Jennings Esteves. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Can you please introduce yourself? I would love to. My name is Laura Jennings Esteves. I was born and raised in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Woohoo! In fact, Cameron Graham Vivanco was my youth director when I was growing up at the Episcopal Church of the Advent in Spartanburg. So I that's... was five. I was five years old oh. when I did that. And that Laura, you were three? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Almost like that. <laughs> Just old enough to be a youth. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So um, uh, Cameron was a big influence in my life. And I now live in Quito, Ecuador, and I would say during college, I was able to come and visit Cameron here in Quito, Ecuador, and that was a big, uh, a big step in my life to be able to come and see what she was doing in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I went back, lived in South Carolina, graduated from the University of South Carolina in art. And I was sort of figuring out that next step, and Cameron, always being the wonderful <laughs> influence in my life, I'm said, paying her the check cleared. Yes. Good, good. And if you've ever met Cameron, or if she's ever been an influence in your life, <laughs> she may have said the words to you of, God loves you, and I have and a plan, plan for your for life. life. And yes. it's worked so well for so many. We have a, we have mentioned that we have quoted that at least three times in this in this podcast. Uh oh. Yes. So she um, clearly was a big influence in my life, <laughs> and I moved about six months after I graduated from college um, because she said in missions, which I was not necessarily interested in going into, <laughs> but in missions, there's a community. There's people that love you, and there's also a way that you can do what you love and are passionate about and what God has gifted you with in a new and unique way. And I just thought 
how incredible. And so I was able to come and and be a part of this incredible experience um, in 2006. And that was before Education Equals Hope even had the name Education Equals Hope. We were Uh just like the scholarship program. (laughs) How was it like? I remember going with Cameron to the ATM to pull out money (laughs) and then receive receipts from everybody that she gave the funds to for school and then dole out some more money so (laughs) that at least five to ten more people could go to school. And it was a a really incredible thing to see that even from from that ground level, uh, Cameron's heart for for serving and helping people and and really being holistic in the way that she um, has loved people. And I think that that's something that shows even now still in the program that um, there are some people that will get a picture of an entire family that they're helping with their $30 a month. And they say, well, how am I helping this whole family? And that it's so interesting because those th- that $30 can go to be able to holistically mm-hmm. help for education that impacts the mm-hmm. entire family. And mm-hmm. so that's a really special thing that I think you can still see today in the program mm-hmm. of Education Equals Hope. That's really cool. Do you remember how many students there were at the beginning? Well, the place that I worked was Carmen Bajo, mm-hmm. and that's where Education Equals Hope started. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I feel like maybe... It was seven. Wow. There was definitely a time. It grew from Lara one, and then we had like three, and then seven, and then 10, and 15. And when it got to 35, that's when I was like, well, I, can't do too much. I can't do this anymore. That's she true. had a limit of $500 she could take out of the bank at a time. And <laughs> so it was trying to figure out, well, how, how do I make it work now that I need more than $500? <laughs> <laughs> Very, very true. Good point, good point. One of the things that um, that Laura did, she graduated from the University of South Carolina with an art degree. I don't know if you actually know she has a degree in yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But she was able to put that into practice at Carmen Bajo. And just what she was just talking about, the whole the, the philosophy of, of mission for Equals H and Happily for Youth World and what we get to be a part of, of wanting to pour into a community and make it as strong and healthy as possible so those students and their families have as much resource around them as possible. And I know that art is a part of that. I've learned that. Laura, would you tell us... Tell us, would you educate us of what that's like? What was doing your ministry at Carmen Bajo through art? Um, as it wasn't couched directly in Equals H, but it definitely supported the larger program. What was that like back in 2006 and 7 and 8? Well, I'll tell you all that I came to Quito, Ecuador, to, and I planned to stay for a year. It was right after college, and although I had taken two semesters of Spanish in college, I was very far from being able to speak <laughs> Spanish. Oh, details. Um, and so uh, and a, a great influence in my life said, you know, before you can do much, you really should probably learn Spanish. And so I lived with a family who happened to be the pastor's family of Carmen Bajo. Um, I learned Spanish, which was, you know, always challenging, but good practice since I was living with a family that at that time spoke pretty much no English. There was no internet, so that you know there was wasn't the distraction of playing on the internet, um, and so I slowly learned how to teach in Spanish um, mm-hmm. and teach art in Spanish, and it was a crazy thing because uh, the project of Carmen Bajo had about 120 kids going, and that was how we connected 
uh, Education Equals Hope connected because there were lots of kids that were in a program where they were getting fed and they were getting loved on and they were having help with tutoring and all of that, but they needed um, extra love, extra hands, extra just development skills. And so art, I saw, was something that that really was useful for them. Mm -hmm. And even in places where art in a in a place like Ecuador, it's not something that's very necessarily celebrated. Mm. Those kids, when I would come, I felt like a rock star <laughs> because they were so excited to paint and draw and learn new skills and not worry about grades mm. or um, anything except for the process and learning new things and that they could do things that were pretty and beautiful. And mm. um, it was really a special time to be able to for me to learn um, how to do things in another culture and country and language, but also to see how art is a universal language and something that lifts others up um, in so many ways. So that was a really special time for me. I remember conversations with you, and you would talk about how in some ways it was therapy for some of the kids, being able to express emotion in a way that wasn't, uh, wasn't, they weren't able to do or allowed to do in their homes or wasn't safe to do um, and to hear and to and to see different parts you had a couple students who were just incredibly talented artists and they didn't know they were talented artists <laughs> until they had a chance to do that and that 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 self-worth that it brought to them to know that they were good at something and and good at something like art um I remember those conversations. <laughs> you guys can't see her face. She's nodding with a yes, big smile. Um, yes, it, it's very, very true. And um, it was so cool just to see that, that that process of being able to use their hands and and for something physical that they could get out of their body um, and really paint and draw and do some of those things. It was special for all the kids, the ones that were really good and the ones that weren't as good. Um, I still have some of their artwork that's just really awesome um, to see how how they could process in a, in a new way that they wouldn't have access to otherwise. So, Laura, you've, you've been on a journey since that those beginning days in Karma Bajo and Beniyez of Equals H. Tell us about, a little bit about your journey and where you have ended up and how you are reconnected to Equals H. So Carmen Bajo um, was that first place and that first love in Ecuador and that first um, just place in my heart that stuck with me. And, and the reason that I stayed, that, that first year turned into seven. Um, <laughs> you know, one, seven, it's, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> and uh, at the end of that year, uh, the very end, one of the, the students from Carmen Bajo really encouraged me to stay. And I also met uh, a young man named Jorge Estevez (laughs) and uh, ended up marrying him. Good choice, good choice. And that was really cool. But also while I worked at Carmen Bajo, I was connected with Keto Quest, who runs teams. And through that, I was connected to a place called Casa Gabriel, which is a ministry for for young men in in desperate and vulnerable situations, at-risk situations. it started with all street kids, and so I was involved with that, also doing art in my first seven years here, and I met Jorge through Casa Gabriel because he was a mentor of one of those young men, um, and so it's kind of cool how our story connects with Casa Gabriel, but after seven years of working in ministry and getting married and all of the life changes, I really wanted my husband to live in the States, 
And so we were blessed enough to be able to move back to the States. I got a job at my home church, the Church of the Advent mm-hmm. in Spartanburg. And uh, we lived there for five years, had both of our children there. And while we were there, we're able, I was able to serve on the board of Education Equals Hope. So Yay! continued that connection with Education Equals Hope even when I wasn't living in Ecuador. So and that that was good. It was awesome. We we need active board members. If you're interested in being an active board <laughs> member, and when I mean active, I mean like active and like helping raise funds and events and communication stuff, send me an email at Cameron at educationwashope.org. Okay, back to Laura. So during those five years, God did something else. What was that? Um, and I will just say being on a board is something really special because you do get to make an a- impact exactly where you are. And I believe that education equals hope can can meet online. So you don't have to be in the space to That's be true. able to be part of, of the board. One of our board member members lives in Montana now and Zooms in. That's a silver lining of COVID that we can, uh, that Zoom calls are not as, don't feel as awkward and far away. So it is a, a great way to continue to be involved, especially if you've, you've been a part of a team or, or whatever. Um, it's a really special thing to be a part of. Um, and then after that, we had our two kids. And then as, as I, when I was pregnant and right after I had my second child. Sweet Karina. Sweet Karina. Um, we really felt God pushing us um, just for something different. And uh I did not plan on moving back to Ecuador. (laughs) And in fact, when I left Ecuador, I said, you know, that was cool being a missionary and stuff, but I'm not sure I'll ever do that again. I think it was more like, (laughs) I will never do that again. Okay, It was more like that. Thanks for that. I I, I happened to be there when she said Thanks for the specification. Yeah, thank you. So, um, you know, the raising funds thing, it's, it's, it's a challenge for me. And I think it's a challenge for a lot of, of people who raise funds. And some people are really incredible at doing it. And I find it challenging. But uh, somehow God can work through our I'll never do that. And, <laughs> and we really felt uh, a knock on our hearts. And we were, we were sitting in bed, and I had seen a couple weeks ago a need for house parents at Casa Gabriel, which is living in the house with these young men who have been in, in at-risk situations. We had, uh, mind you, a newborn and a, not a two-year-old. And so we were in a very different place in life. But I really felt like God was calling me to that. But I was like, you know, my husband, he is a little spoiled, and he'd probably never live in anywhere that wasn't super nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're safe. We're not going to go live. So I don't world. even need to mention it to him. Except then that when God just kept putting it in my mind, kept putting it in my mind, um, I mentioned it to Jorge finally, knowing that he would say, ah, no, mm-hmm. this, won't, this won't happen. It doesn't need to happen. He said, wow, Casa Gabriel is always a ministry that I have felt called to. And so that started a process <laughs> of uh, returning to the mission field Yay! and returning to Quito, Ecuador. And so in 2017... Uh, when my daughter was six months old and my son was two years old, we came back and lived in the house. We sort of redid the apartment that's part of the house and lived there for almost two years. Mm-hmm. They were house parents at Casa Gabriel for almost two, uh, gosh, like two full years. Because, I mean, they're all, yeah, missionary time is 
I seemed like 10, but it was only two. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, and, of course, Casa Gabriel is another one of our educational soap ministry sites. We have the incredible, incredible privilege of mm-hmm. supply, supplying all of their academic funding for the year. And uh, I'm just going to skip ahead for the sake of time that after those two years, Jorge was invited to begin to step into the directorship of the program. Um, the, the man that had founded and directed Casa Gabriel for 15 years or so um, what felt like he and his wife were being called back to the States. Love you, Phil Dallas, if you ever listen to this. And so Laura and Jorge have stepped into that leadership role. And Jorge has as he is an inventor and an entrepreneur and a visionary, and he has taken Casa Gabriel and made it a model for all sorts of other things that is called second chances. Right? Yes. So we're in the process of partnering not just with Casa Gabriel, but with all of second chances. And mm-hmm. Equals H has had the, the opportunity to help fund one or two. I can't remember if the one, the second one's open yet. So it is open. So two, um, Second Chances sites. And Laura, tell us what Second Chances is. Um, so it's been incredible to see um, Jorge dream and grow and make things happen. And one of the things was as as sort of he prayed about becoming a director, he felt like transformation and expansion were just really big words in his heart. And he saw the need for education in so many other areas besides just living full-time in a home. And uh, with COVID, that has become even huger because all of the schools in Ecuador are closed, which I'm sure y'all have talked about, um, and they haven't opened in over a year. And so, and obviously, she means presentially because they're all yeah, online virtually. Correct. All all schools where you go to school are closed, but everything is online. Um, but a lot of people don't have access to being online or the the computers that they would need to be able to do classes online or the help, um, all of those things. And so when we we actually got stuck in the States for eight months. Uh, <laughs> they got trapped in when, the U.S. <laughs> when the borders closed <laughs> to Ecuador. So we couldn't quite get back, but it, it provided a really good opportunity for Jorge to dream and figure out how we, as soon as we got back, that he would open these centers. And so we were able to connect with people who wanted to see this happen as well. And we were able to, to partner with Education Equals Hope to see two centers open um, to provide tutoring, Uh, social work help, um, psychological help, and spiritual help. So all these huge areas that weren't being met, um, these kids can go to a center and get those needs met and be able to use a computer and have access to internet. Um, And so it's just been a really cool thing to see. And as we sort of managed that, it just became really clear that Second Chances Ecuador would sort of encompass Casa Gabriel, these Second Chances centers. And and my husband also has a dream to have Second Chances um, tiendas or stores that would be clothes that are secondhand They're clothes. stores because right. there are not a whole lot of those here. But what a great way and what a great micro enterprise to do job training with these young people, but also to have some financial st- stability um, in, in ministry as well with financial stability for them and for the ministry. So really the way that I heard it once described all the incredible things that y'all do at Casa Gabriel, looking at the holistic um, post-crisis, helping someone put their life back together, the spiritual needs, the, the emotional needs, the psychological needs, the academic needs, the physical needs, all of those. So second chances 
is providing, these ministry sites are providing all of that in a non-residential situation so that they can have the benefit of all that you guys have learned in Casa Gabriel and what it is to work with young men and and with Casa Dalia to young women in these desperate and difficult situations. But we don't have to wait for them to hit crisis Mm -hmm. fully that would land them in Casa G or Casa A. We can help intervene and do some preventative work before they would ever hit a major crisis. Correct. And we've done parent workshops. We've done um, a lot of other things. There was such an incredible team already at Casa Gabriel that has really helped us to be able to launch into being able to do this in a lot of other areas in Quito. And and we are praying for, to open a new one um, in the next couple months. And well, so, so exciting. Yes. Thank you for letting Equals H be a part of that journey. Thank you for your journey, journey and sharing it with us um, here all the way back from 2006 <laughs> before Equals H had a name um, <laughs> and all that that you have done to help support this program personally, but then to get to partner with you officially through Casa G and Second Chances. It's just awesome. We have a a really wonderful network down here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say, um, Cameron and Jorge Luis, thank you for all you do because it really has a huge impact on so many people. And if you're listening, um, what an incredible program Education Equals Hope is because it impacts lives, not just for education, but in an integral way that that really helps families and helps to transform entire communities. Mm-hmm. So thank you for all you do. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. If you would like to be a part of this, please go to www.educationwillshope.org. Look for that Donate Now button. We can't do any of this without the supporter of support of all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of our community of hope. And again, Laura, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us and being part of the mission. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.